Good morning and welcome here. My name is Cindy Bales, and I'm a pastor here at Circle. I'm the director of Kids and Family Ministries. I'm usually in the back with the kids and leaders, but today I'm here to talk to you about a ministry that's celebrating an important milestone and a ministry that I'm passionate about. And as Austin introduced for us, it is 40 years of fun in the summer sun by Kids Capers here at Circle. If you're new here, welcome, and let me give you a quick overview of what Kids Capers actually is. Kids Capers is a summer Bible camp that's been run here at Circle since 1984. It follows a non-traditional VBS model. If you're not sure what VBS means, it's a standard North American term meaning vacation Bible school. It has its roots in the United States in the late 1800s. Let's think for a moment about those three words, vacation, Bible, and school. That's an odd combination of words, and it doesn't necessarily conjure up happy summer memories. The traditional VBS model is half days for one week in the summer of Bible teaching for kids. Most churches will throw in some snacks and fun as well. Circle broke the traditional mold right from the start, with full days over four to five weeks in the summer, and we've never called it VBS, but always Kids Capers. The reason being that we want kids to come happily and not assuming that when you combine the words Bible, vacation, and school, which they've just finished, that that's going to be a bad thing. Another word that would be helpful to define is capers. If you're new to the English language, or even if you aren't, the word caper, correctly spelled with a C, is defined as a verb, to skip or dance about in a lively or playful way. It's also defined as an activity or escapade, typically one that is illicit or ridiculous. Mind you, we try to veer more towards the ridiculous than the illicit here at Circle. Caper is also a plant or bush with an edible flower bud. You either like them or you don't. For us, the use of the word caper, spelled with a K, is more of a descriptive word for our afternoon outings. During our grade school camps in July, I had someone recently ask me if our preschool camps got on buses. Big no to that. So during our grade school camps in July, we pile onto school buses and spend the afternoon on a fun adventure in our community. The Wonder Hub, the zoo, indoor playgrounds, the museum, swimming pools, Pike Lake, putt and bounce, bowling, the list goes on. Although the pattern has shifted over the years, we are currently offering one week of half-day preschool camp in June and three weeks of full-day grade school camp in July. Before I continue, if you're with us this morning and you're new to faith or church or even unsure of where you stand, I get it. And I invite you to listen with an open heart and an open mind. I likely won't answer any of your biblical or theological questions, but if you'll allow it, I believe that you'll hear something that draws you in, that shows you that this church is a safe place where you could belong. Now that those definitions and explanations are out of the way, we can get started. Kids Capers 40 years 
intersects with my 51 years in a significant way. So we're going to go on a little bit of a journey together this morning. I was born in the U.S., Dallas, Texas, and moved to Ontario at the age of two. I'm a dual citizen. When my parents moved to a religious community to help run a private boarding school along the shores of the St. Lawrence River between Kingston and Cornwall, things started out well, but for various reasons, they didn't stay that way. There's far too much to go into now, but there was a lot of pain and trauma in my first 35 years. My childhood, formative, sorry, formative teenage years, young adult life, marriage, and the birth of my three great kids were all against the backdrop of this very unhealthy, abusive, yet religious community in Ontario. So much of who I am has been impacted by this upbringing. We're going to leave that for now, and we're going to jump to where Kids Capers is the start of hope and healing in my life. My family of five moved to Saskatchewan in 2007. I was 36, and my kids Zachary, Sophia, and Elisa, who were eight, six, and four at the time, and my husband were all experiencing many firsts coming out of our religious community. Things like our first home and our first garage and mailbox, first time putting my kids on a school bus in regular clothes, my first job interview and subsequent job that I had to drive to, the first realization that 30 years of missed cultural experience could provide some awkward and interesting lunchroom conversation, and significantly. The first time making friends outside of those that had grown up with me in my sheltered community. My husband found circle through work friends at the U of S, and we started attending as a family in September of 2007. As we struggled to adjust to a normal life outside, I had the privilege of being a stay-at-home mom with my youngest daughter Elisa, which meant at a little bit of wiggle room in my day. So when I signed her up for camp the summer of 2008, I hesitantly agreed to volunteer as well. I had no idea what this was going to mean in my life. I was attending this church for my kids, and because I was not a rule breaker, and to me, church was one of the rules. But I was hiding in the back, like some of you may be doing now. Hoping no one would see me or ask my name, I had been abused by the church, but didn't fully know that yet, and my healing had not really begun. Kids Capers led to King's Kids volunteering in 2008, again where my youngest daughter hung out on Sunday mornings, and on it went from there. Throughout this time, I was beginning the process, the I was beginning to process the only life I had ever known. And had now left behind. This processing meant coming to terms with a broken marriage and beginning the journey of a painful divorce. It meant coming to terms with many other things as well, and it still does. But the one thing that needed the most immediate attention was my marriage. There are so many intersections of God moving in my life throughout this journey. I can't possibly share them all now. 
but it took five years of the friendship and love of Circle and its staff family that I found myself reluctantly a part of to allow me the safety that I so needed to begin the divorce process. This went against all of the things I had been taught about church and God. But Circle, this church community, was my very surprising safe place. And God did not desert me, even though I was breaking what I had been raised to believe was a pretty big rule. That was surprising as well. There were and continue to be big lessons about who God is for me throughout this process. I also want to make sure you don't miss the fact that the beginning of this safety for me was when I stepped outside of my protective bubble of staying unknown and raised my hand to volunteer. As I reluctantly began working within a church community, a safe church community, I slowly realized that the opportunity to tell kids about who Jesus is in a loving, safe, fun environment, all things that I did not experience, that caught hold of me, and I've found a passion for kids' ministry and kids' capers through it all. And friends, I continue to navigate misled ideas about who God and Jesus are, about the difference between faith and religion. I continue to work on my broken relationship with God's word, the Bible. But the privilege of teaching your kids and the children of our local community has helped me heal. It has helped me put away the abusive teachings of my past, replacing them with truth. Despite my best intentions, I dragged my feet. I did not want to work in a church. God kept coming after my heart and found its soft spots. For me, those were points of weakness. My marriage, my finances, my perception of God. And he moved in those spaces. In a wounded, foggy space at the back of my mind, I knew I needed healthy community. But in the protective front space of my mind, I knew I should avoid all church community. Therefore, why would I work at a church? But we have a God who pursues, and he used what he had to to draw me in. That took the shape of a little battle between God and me over the years. God saying, come, Cindy, and me saying, actually, no thank you. But here we are today. I should point out there is more work to be done as I came reluctantly to this platform here this morning. There are twists and turns here, and at times the battle got a little bloody, but my path looked something like this. Volunteer coordinator of King's Kids in 2009, part-time kids admin assistant in 2010, that turned to full-time in 2012, director of kids ministry in 2014, and in 2021, licensed with the Alliance. And here we are today as director of kids and family ministry. As John spoke so well about last week, soft hearts and hard feet are vital to reaching our community. But the journey to a soft heart that God can work through 
is not always short or simple. I am learning, however, that it's worth it. Through the bits of my story that I'm sharing with you this morning, and through my association with Circle and the people of this faith community, I believe God has found His way into my heart and into my feet as well. Kids Ministry and Kids Capers has played a big role in that. We need soft hearts and hard feet to reach into our neighborhoods, but not just me. We are in this together. We've recently come out of a multi-week series about community, and Kids Capers is all about our community. If you're not a Jesus follower, that's okay. The world needs people now more than ever, with hearts of love and feet willing to help. A few years ago, we defined what a win was for each ministry of Circle. For kids capers, it was inviting our community into a high-energy, fun environment where we introduce kids to the love of Jesus and invite families to engage with church in a non-threatening way. This is what Kids Capers has always strived to do. Let me take you back to the early 1980s and the beginnings of Kids Capers. In 1983, the director of Kids Ministry at the time, Carol Rice, dreamed about creating a vacation Bible school experience that was different than the one she had grown up with, sitting at desks and being bored. Her church obviously forgot the snacks and fun component. She began with a neighborhood club that no one showed up to, but she persevered. She dreamed, she planned, and in 1984, out of those dreams came the full day camp experience we've come to know and love as Kids Capers. It had many iterations in the early years. There was Kids Capers choir camps, Kids Capers club on summer afternoons, and a few other gems. Full of alliteration, I can't help but share with you. Just take those in for a brief moment. Crazy, right? In 1987, Kids Capers Day Camps became the sole focus of summer outreach here at Circle. From very early on, Kids Capers has experienced the problem of registration being in demand. And it is a problem we still experience today. To this end, since 1987, on the registration form, there is a question about church affiliation. It's a simple question, and it's taken different forms over the years, but it has instigated many challenging conversations and has been key in creating purpose and focus for Kids Capers. More on that in a minute. Carol said goodbye to Circle and her role as director of Kids Capers after the camp year of 1994. The summer interns kept things going for the next seven years, helped by many dedicated and fun-loving Kids Capers volunteers. In 2001, my friend, mentor, and our current director of operations and ministry development, Sherry Myrie, came on to the Kids Capers scene. She has her own story to tell of how volunteering played a big role in her faith journey. She took the lead from 2002 to 2014 
while she was the director of children's ministry here. This was a seamless transition for Sherry, as she had been volunteering with camp since 1993, while her daughters were attending. Prior to working at Circle as a volunteer in '98, Sherry and her good friend Monique started a midweek program that would run here at Circle for the next 15 years. It was called Kick Kids in Christ Club. This ministry was to play an important role in the connection of Kids Capers families back into our larger church family until its end in 2014. Although we realize the great importance of a safe, non-threatening after-camp connection to church, identifying and implementing the right process or program has proved challenging since the close of Kick. Not surprisingly, over the early years of camp and after a few years with leadership challenges, the outreach focus of camp had shifted a bit, and Sherry realized that there were a large number of kids from other churches. So she began the process of bringing the purpose back to outreach. The church affiliation question that I mentioned earlier was very instrumental in this process. Asking the question, "Do you have a church home?" and then following through with the responses has allowed us to continually, over the years, have an average of 60% non-churched kids attending Kids Capers. With our own church families filling in the rest. In 2013, just before Sherry transitioned out of kids ministry, we celebrated 30 years of Kids Capers. Shortly after this celebration, I took on the role of director of children's ministry along with Kids Capers director in 2014. My divorce was mostly finalized at this point, but the healing continued. As I've mentioned. I've come at some of this new church stuff reluctantly. I will admit that I resisted this leadership role of director of kids ministry. I really didn't want it. I'd been hurt by the church. I was scared and wounded, and still learning who I could trust. I hadn't fully realized at the time that this church and my friends in it were to be the most influential piece. In allowing Jesus to heal my heart, I may not have fully realized the healing for me that was taking place, but I had realized that Kids Capers was fun. The joy, energy, and camaraderie of camp had taken hold, and that meant I could jump in. Since I took up the leadership role of Kids Capers, I've had the privilege of working with some awesome staff support. Miranda Fong, Shanna Friesen, and now Bailey Potter have all taken up the Kids Capers call to action as staff members over the years. I believe that one of the things that has allowed Kids Capers to stay strong has been its ability to adapt. There have been significant changes over the years, while the foundational principles have held firm. One very important foundational principle. Has always been to cram as much fun into the hours of 8:30 to 4:30 as possible, with a willingness to allow what is crammed in to shift. There have been some major and minor changes over the years. The shift out of the large outdoor tent, the change in where the Thursday night sleepover happens, 
where the parent or closing program takes place, junior leader skits, saying goodbye to cupcakes and the graham cracker relay. There have been so many changes over the years. Keep in mind that what I think or Sherry thought was a minor change may have been major for someone else, and therefore, as we all know, change can involve pain. In 2016, we introduced a significant change to how registration took place, with the introduction of online registration, and then more change as we shifted our advertising approach to focus on Stonebridge and intentionally being more of a neighborhood camp. We also expanded camp at this time by adding another paid summer staff and allowing. More registrations, up to 96 kids per week. That's a lot of children. In July 2020, along with the rest of the world, we adapted and ran our first virtual camp. And there is a T-shirt, but only two. So <laughs> I might take a bidding on those two <laughs> prized T-shirts later.、Um, and in 2021. We adapted again and ran fewer camps with less kids in half days. It's now 2023, and we are back. Of course, adapted to our current climate and capacity, but doing what we have always done: holding fast to our foundational principles while allowing change to occur. When others are gearing down for a bit of a summer rest. We in the Kids Capers world are gearing up for our biggest outreach event of the year, but what a joy and privilege it is! Ministry doesn't last four decades without having some significant strengths. I'd be lying if I didn't say there were weaknesses too. But let's talk for a minute about some of some of the strengths that I have seen over the years. The vision of outreach is alive and well. We end each week with a gospel presentation and an opportunity for a faith decision. There have been hundreds upon hundreds of faith decisions made and followed up with over the years. Leaders praying with kids and reading through "God Loves You" booklets and following Jesus booklets is a powerful Kids Capers moment that we get to experience many times each summer. The opportunity for Stonebridge and beyond to attend is realized as we consistently fill to capacity and have a wait list. Forty years also means that parents who attended camp as campers are now sending their children, and there are stories—stories stories of chance meetings at the movie theater. In the subway across the street, with Austin at Cal Tire, with John in the steam room, stories of kids—he said that last week. I'm not making it up. Stories of kids and parents seeing a Kids Capers T-shirt or recognizing a face and saying, "Oh my gosh, I went to that camp." Going to that camp. Means that these kids heard many times how much Jesus loves them. That might not mean they are still going to church, 
It might not mean that their life is sunshine and roses, but it does mean that somewhere, even if it's buried deep and dark, it means that they have heard the truth about the love of God. Forty years is thousands of kids who've heard this truth, and I believe that is something to celebrate. Another strength since the very beginning in 1984 is the leadership development component of Kids Capers. This has had a huge impact on the children and youth ministries here at Circle over the decades. It's a simple process of campers aging out of camp, returning as junior leaders to work alongside senior leaders, and eventually coming full circle to be those same senior leaders. Now mentoring new junior leaders. Since 1997, Circle has been applying for funding from the federal government, today known as Canada Summer Jobs. This program has helped to shape our leadership development strategy by allowing us to hire, train, and mentor young adults who have a passion for Christ and children. For 25 years, these summer interns have gained. Invaluable leadership skills that have helped them significantly as they look towards permanent employment inside and outside of the church. And as I was looking through the list, a majority of them still have a significant relationship to our church community since their time as Kids Capers coordinators. This is Julia and Tanner, our coordinators for this year. Kids Capers, you're going to get to see them a little bit later too. Kids Capers has an enduring legacy of being a church-wide ministry. The first Kids Capers has a spot for you insert. There we have it. Was seen in the Circle Bulletin in 1993. There was and still is a job for everyone. You won't find an insert in the bulletin any longer. A little bit of a change, but you will find a button on our website. They are the same—an opportunity to find out where you can contribute. From the essential involvement of prayer and financial donations to the simple part-time tasks of baking, craft prep, and hot dog roasting, to the more involved full-time roles of junior and senior leader, there has continued over the decades. To be roles for everyone, that means there is a role for you. Our former well-loved senior pastor Eldon Bolt did much to ensure that this was our reality. The value that he placed on children and Circle's ministry to them throughout his 30 years as lead pastor was formative and significant. Let me circle back just for a minute to the essential involvement of prayer. My past created broken relationships with many religious practices, and prayer, corporate prayer, has been a casualty. Last year, I realized that the opportunity to be involved in church-wide prayer with this community has been healing for me. Because of this, I've tried to attend church-wide prayer when we've held it as consistently as possible. That means. I'm going to be there tomorrow night 
for our next church-wide prayer. Would some of you consider joining me? Believe me when I say I've come reluctantly many times, but I have always experienced God through the simple, short gathering of this community coming together to pray. Back to Kids Caper's strengths. There's more. One thing I've always loved is the camp connection to our city and community throughout the summer. Building relationships for good is the name of the game. It's been a joy to be partners with big brothers, big sisters for many years, gifting them items for use in their programs from our campers and families. Kids Capers takes us all over the city, and we regularly hear how much we are appreciated. Keep in mind, this is a hundred plus kids and leaders. We've had a bus driver request to be our driver multiple years in a row, and we loved being able to gift him a CD of our Kids Capers music at the end of camp. That was way back in 2015, when CDs were still a thing. This ability to build relationships for good while capering about the city with a hundred kids is a result of God's grace, some really intentional planning, and awesome leaders. Speaking of awesome leaders, you all need to know that Kids Capers leadership is a multi-generational, intentional leadership development process made up of amazing volunteers. Who want to serve? I've got more stories than time to tell of camper turned volunteer to coordinator, maybe parent, who then invests back into Kids Capers. But you also need to know that the core of our Kids Capers volunteers are Circle Youth, those Circle Youth that are right now at Redberry, winding up their time、um, from their weekend away. Kids Capers junior leaders. LITs and senior leaders—they are teenagers who call Circle home, who make Kids Capers happen. But the multi-generational component means that parents and adults—you are vital to this process. The magic happens when adults with heart and ability work alongside our youth to mentor, train, and invest in them. Believe me when I say that the reward of working alongside our teenagers who are passionate about growing their leadership skills and teaching kids about Jesus—it's worth every minute of Kids Capers' exhaustion that some of us older demographic might feel. I've had the privilege of working alongside my own actual children. Now 19, 22, and 24, as they have been through the Kids Capers journey. Maybe you are an adult in a life space where you could volunteer for one week in the summer, building into kids and youth leaders. And for real, I wouldn't want you to miss out on that opportunity if you are. Last year. As I was reluctantly taking a course for my licensing process called Alliance History and Thought, 
I got to write a research paper on the history of kids' capers here at Circle. The theme of our papers was living traditions, and kids' capers fit so perfectly into this theme, as it has strived to find the balance between tradition, growth, and purpose. Kids Capers has been a living tradition, holding fast to its foundational principles, yet continually adapting to fit the church and community it reaches. There are a few certainties I've come to realize through my time with Kids Capers and with our Circle community. One is, as we approach our 40th year, there will be challenges and there will be change. The other. Is that circle through its ministries like Kids Capers will continue to be a faith community that together strives to create unforgettable faith experiences for those in our surrounding communities who don't know the love of Jesus. And I am so grateful to get to be on that journey with all of you. In conclusion, this was some of my story and. Our kids' capers story, but what about you? Where does circle connect or intersect with your story? My story has been the church wounding me, but my story is also that this church has been the best place to have my worst day, and I have had some worst days here. But this did not happen until I was in my late 30s. That is too late. If there is a cry of my heart, it is that our kids and youth get to experience this reality: that church is the best place to have your worst day, while they are kids and youth. How can you help that happen? What does it look like for your heart to be softer and your feet to be harder? Is it invitation to others? Is it serving or mentoring kids or youth here at Circle or in your broader community? My challenge to all of us is to figure out what our contribution to the next generation is going to be. Because we all have one, we all have a contribution, no matter our age or story. And I know that I've learned that when we lean into it, even if it's slowly or reluctantly, that lives are changed, ours and others. We pray with me. God, we come before you this morning in gratitude—gratitude gratitude for this church, gratitude that you pursue us, gratitude that you heal us, gratitude for the joy that you give us when we serve your church and our community. Just pray blessing on the rest of our morning, and I thank you for each person that has. Been here with us, either online or in person. We pray these things in your name, and together we all say, "Amen."